Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Yeah, we got another week here of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler, the Cap. And hey, Cap, uh, we've been talking about uh, you know getting down and dirty with the works of God, making sure that we're following all the things that we're supposed to do, you know, doing the stuff that Jesus told us to do so that we'll get to heaven and maintain our salvation. And I'm totally <laughs> giving our listeners a hard time with this because if you've listened to us uh, long enough, you know that that's totally not what we're about. We are about the life of Christ showing forth through us, but uh, this is about growing in grace, and it's not about musts, it's not about shoulds, it's about the life of Jesus Christ. So, Cap, uh, we got a, a few more things to, to share uh, this week about works. We're going to bring up the infamous book of James, and uh, we'll share some thoughts on that as well. So I hope things are going well with you this week, Cap. <laughs> well, I always like getting together and talking about the unconditional love of Jesus Christ because it's like fingernails on the chalkboard <laughs> to religious people. And That's we've been allowed to live a life of liberty now because of Jesus and all that he's done for us, Joel. It's liberty. It's freedom. And uh, there are those who just don't like it. It was, it was the same in Jesus' day. Uh, Paul dealt with the same sort of thing. People were all over his case because he talked about this freedom that we have in Christ. And, you know, religion just doesn't like that. It, it, it grates people who are caught up with it. And uh, so we're here to give you some good news. You can actually enjoy life, enjoy your freedom in Jesus Christ, and just be yourself. And as as we grow in, in our in grace and in our understanding of 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 God and uh, our you know where we're at with Him, and as we as we grow in our understanding of who we are, uh, this is um, this is really a, a fun thing getting to, to to just walk in faith and not having to be the one responsible for my salvation or wondering where I stand with God and you know in this fallen world you are going to have a lot of things that go against you um, just know for certain that God isn't the one who is against you yeah and that's important I, I think there's a lot of people who don't know that there's a lot of people who are somehow thinking that they're they're responsible for maintaining their salvation you know they've been saved by grace they understand you know at least you know that grace has something to do with their life uh and and being saved and maybe grace will get them uh to heaven but they don't, uh, it's it's something that we want to communicate that god's grace and his unconditional love is with us right here and right now in every aspect of life there's nothing in life that is not covered uh, by God's grace, that is not completely saturated in God's unconditional love and in his grace. If it were, if there was anything uh, that was up to us in uh, regards to our relationship with God, in, in regards to our standing with him, uh, we'd be toast. You know, we wouldn't be able to stand. Uh, if, if God would keep a record of wrongs, the scripture says, uh, who would stand? None of us would. But the reason we do stand the reason we do not only stand, but we stand triumphantly, 
is not because of us, not because of anything we've done, but because of the work of God in us, his very own work by his grace, because of his great love. And so that's the message we communicate here on Growing in Grace. So uh, I believe we mentioned last week that we were going to talk a little bit about some passages in the book of James, right, Joel? Well, book of James. And, you know, Cap, uh, I've heard all throughout my uh Christian life. Lots of different things about James. I'm sure you have, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Uh, there's the famous verse that says, uh, where, you know, where James says, faith without works is dead. In James 2, you know, he talks about uh, someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. And then he goes on to say uh, something that uh, I think trips a lot of people up. And we want to address this today for sure. Um, he goes on to say, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. But Cap, uh, the Apostle Paul, several times, I know in Romans 3 and I think in Galatians 2 and 3, you know, Paul talked about how we're justified by faith apart from works. So is James a little bit messed up? I know that some people would say so. Wasn't it Martin Luther who said that the uh, epistle, the, the James epistle was a strawy epistle, a right strawy epistle? And some people will say because it didn't hold any water. <laughs> some people have a problem with James' words. Other people say, hey, well, let's take a look at what James says and, and fully, and maybe uh, we can glean some good stuff out of it. So, you know, I think we can get you know into this today and, and maybe help some help some people with that great reminder that it really does have nothing to do with our own works, but uh, rather the work that God does in and through us. Well, and that's something we've talked quite a bit, and we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, uh, in the near and distant future. You know, something I'd be, you just read uh, some passages there, Joel, but earlier in James, in chapter 1, he made the statement, Be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the, now listen to this phrase, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I, I just find it interesting that he uses that phrase, the law of liberty, and as we go back to the Greek here, Joel, that word liberty literally means, this is from Strong's, uh, it means freedom from slavery, independence, absence of external restraint, a, neg a negation of control or domination, freedom of access, and then it goes on with uh, some comments there from Strong, but uh, the, the the perfect law of liberty. You know, you can look at yourself in the mirror. We talk a lot about our identity here on Growing in Grace and who we are in Christ. And uh, which, I, I heard uh, one of our Facebook friends, Joel, say, which which mirror are you looking into? Are you looking into the mirror of liberty? And, and, mm. and so I just wanted to bring this up because sometimes we have to take, we don't want to just take a few verses or even one or two verses and focus on them and try to figure out what he's saying. We want to try to take an entire context of Scripture, which may mean looking at what he's saying over several chapters. 
Yeah, it always, you know, we we've we've always stressed that here in our program that we we don't like to rip, you know, just a verse out here and there because that gets done a lot and a lot of times things really do get uh, shredded to pieces in, in a very bad way with scriptures like that and as we you know we look at people take a look at this but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and i've heard that defined as you know what james is saying is that the law god's law and they think he james is talking about god's law the 10 commandments or whatever see that's that's the law of liberty so if we just follow god's law uh that's that's walking in liberty and uh again we need to look to the rest of scripture where we find as we've talked about plenty of times that the law of moses god's law was the law was the ministry of death the ministry of condemnation it was the ministry that sentenced us to death and it, it's good and and holy but it wasn't a law of liberty that's for sure and so we need to take another look at the word law you know we've got the law of gravity we've got you know various laws it, uh, one meaning of the word law can simply be the way that things work it's just it, it doesn't mean it's a law that you follow it doesn't mean it's a set of commands or you know set of rules but the word law can simply mean the way that things are and so the the law of liberty it's the way that things are in Christ we walk in liberty the law of liberty Paul or uh, James here is not talking about the commandments he's talking about this freedom that we have in Christ and so uh, we need to look into that mirror definitely not be a forgetful hearer but a doer of that and we'll be blessed in what we do because what we what we'll be doing will be out of the freedom and the love and the grace of God who lives in us, and that's really what it's about trusting in His life that's in us. So when you look into the mirror, do you see yourself as someone who is struggling to become a good Christian, or do you see somebody who is born in Christ? who has taken on his righteous nature. Is that the reflection you see? That's the mirror we should be looking into, the one that shows and reflects the law of liberty, who we are, not who we're trying to become. When I look in the mirror, I don't look at myself and say, gee, I wonder how I could, well, I, maybe we do. I wonder how I could make myself look a lot better. <laughs> I guess we do that. But that's the wrong mirror to be looking into. Now just take a look at the mirror of, you know, most people look in the mirror to see how they look now. How, how do I look now? And that's the mirror we should be looking into, the law of liberty. It will change everything. Now, Joel, I haven't thought this through, so I'm talking off the cuff here. But if I were to go to school uh, and, and be lectured or taught or instructed on how to become uh, an electrician, or how to become a, a teacher or a plumber or you name it. If I was to sit there and listen, but I never applied anything that I had learned on how to do any of those things, then what I had learned would be useless. It wouldn't do me any good if I, if I was trying to become an electrician and I heard everything that there was about becoming an electrician, but I, I never actually did anything electrical or anything that I had learned, if I never applied it, then it would be useless. And that's another uh, word uh, that you'll find in the original manuscripts for the word dead. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works can be useless. But again, not talking necessarily about my effort, my works, but about the work of Christ moving through me.
That's very, very important. And uh, I think that's a really good example because, uh, for one thing, one thing that you were saying reminded me of the, the, remo- the renewing of our minds. You know, that's looking in that mirror and not forgetting what we've been taught or in, in what Scripture teaches us about the liberty that we have in Christ. We've got to constantly renew our minds uh, to the truth so that we won't forget it and so that we'll uh, keep on walking in that freedom. And then, of course, you know, uh, faith without works is dead. Again, whose works is it that are produced out of our lives? Obviously, if it's our works that we're trying to produce for God, it's dead works. Uh, but faith without uh, because because you know the Scripture says faith without works is dead. But works apart from faith are also dead as well, uh, because. If we're trying to do it apart from faith, then it's dead works. But you see, the reason our faith is alive is because it's the faith of Jesus Christ that we're living by, and it's the works that he's doing through us. And so if if a Christian is going to live a life uh, of faith, it's, you know, there will be evidence. It, it will be seen. It will be, you know, it will be obvious to others that, uh, this person has the life of Christ in them, not because they're producing these works in and of themselves, but because the life of Christ is showing forth in and through them. we got to wrap things up, Cap, but any uh, final thoughts? Well, you hit it on the head. We have the mind of Christ. Again, look into the mirror of the law of liberty. Realize who you already are in Christ and allow that new life, because remember, you died, that new life of Christ that's in you. Just allow it to flow through you. Him working through you. We'll talk more about that on our next program. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard weekly on Gracewalk Internet Radio and other online sources around the world. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.